Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Good. Open your Bibles. Who brought their Bible with them? Who brought a, uh, who brought a real Bible? Who's got an electronic Bible? Who, three people are going to heaven. They've got a real Bible. Any heathens with an electronic Bible? Don't yet know Jesus, so you get the Bible app. There we go. That's me today. <laughs> um, but I'm going to read this story. And uh, I, I believe God, I'm, I'm believing God's going to do something in your life tonight. And, uh, and I want to give you something that you can take back with you, you know, throughout the week and give you something that you can apply to your life. And, uh, and, and I hope that uh, you're going to get something out of it. If you're visiting, we want to welcome you. Good having visitors here. And, uh, and we hope that you enjoy it too. I want to read this story in Mark 2, verse 1. It says, Again, he, speaking of Jesus, entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, much like Free Chapel at Easter time, not even near the door, and he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, everyone say broken through. They let, not everyone said it then. Should we do that again? Broken through. There we go. They let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves. See, you can't even think something bad when you're around Jesus. He'll call you out on it. He said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytics, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose, took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this. And, and I just want to use this story to speak. Um, I want to speak on breakthrough tonight. I want to speak about this because I believe it's, it's a word that we use a lot in church, but I believe um, that it's that breakthrough is something that we are called to walk in as Christians. I don't believe breakthrough is something that we have to use in order to just break through obstacles. I believe a spirit of breakthrough can come upon you as a Christian where you start building momentum in the spirit. We're called as Christians to go from glory to glory. We're never called to just stay where we are. We're called to continually break through to new levels of encountering God. How many want new levels of encountering God? I mean, breaking through limitations that try and keep us 
where we are. I mean, breaking through apathy that will just keep us settling where we are. I mean, breaking through any form of religion that might cause us to just settle in revelations we've had before. I believe a spirit of breakthrough can come upon you as a person and you start to build some momentum in the Spirit. I want to tell you, someone that has a a breakthrough spirit of momentum is a very powerful thing. That means no matter what comes against you, you'll break through it and keep growing. No matter what tries to hold you back, you'll push through it and you just keep keep, seem to keep encountering God even more and more. And this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this this breakthrough spirit. And I want to give you three steps. Are you ready for three steps? I'll make it real simple because I'm just a simple guy. So you're ready for three steps? I want to give you three quick steps to breaking through. Three quick steps to breaking through. And you can use this type of stuff and this, this, you know, what we're talking about with a breakthrough spirit. You can use it when you come to obstacles, when you come to challenges. The first thing in this story is you've got to understand in this story, Jesus is being talked about. Jesus is, is, is word has gotten out. Jesus was, you know, the man. He, he really was. He had, he sort of started this ministry and things really took off. You know, his Instagram just blew up straight away. People started hitting him up on Twitter. He couldn't keep up with inbox messages. It was just gotten crazy. His, his friend request has just maxed out on Facebook. Jesus was really hitting a peak in his, in his walk, a peak in his, career, if you like, so much so that when it comes to this moment, Jesus is at a house and He's at someone's house and word gets out that Jesus is there. Word starts to spread. People start texting each other. Listen, this dude, Jesus, you got to come. It starts to get out. It starts to get, the, the word starts to flow and people start to come from everywhere. And in this story, it says that there's so many in the house. It says you couldn't even get near the door. And what happens in the story, there are four men that, that they're, they're along for the ride as well. They hear of this guy, Jesus. They hear of, of what's going on. I dare say because Capernaum, Jesus had been there before. He had done ministry there before. He had healed sick people there before. He had, he had set people free of demons there before. So these people knew of Jesus. See, that's why the Word had gotten out so quick. And so these four guys start rolling to where the house is. And what happens is, is in the story, they pass a crippled guy or a lame guy. And they get this lame guy and they put him on a bed and they start walking him. And the four men gather together. They walk this lame guy to where Jesus is. And they get to the, to the house where Jesus is and there's people everywhere and it's crazy. And, and they thought it was going to be an easy ride. They thought these four guys thought, well, we'll get in there and Jesus can pray for him and it'll all be cool. But when they got there, it was a different picture. And then they, what happens is when they see all of the people around, they sort of start to think, well, what are we going to do? And then one of them thinks, well, let's, let's climb up onto the roof. Let's rip the roof off this place, like literally. And let's, let's get a rope and let's tie it around the mat and let's lower this dude down the roof. Can you imagine the paralytic as these four men are talking about this idea? Cats laying on the thing like, I am paralyzed. You for real going to start doing this? They lift the roof off and they lower this guy down down through the ceiling to where Jesus is. And Jesus says, as we just read in the story, He sees their faith and He speaks to the paralytic and He forgives him of his sin. And, 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 and then what He does is He heals him. 
and says, get up and take your mat. And what I want to talk about is the first step that I want to talk about in this story is, is in regard to breakthrough, you have to understand that when these men heard of where Jesus was going to be, they made a decision. We're going to get to where He is and we're going to experience the breakthrough that we need. The first step that you have to understand to walking in breakthrough is you've got to first show up. You got to show up. If you want to step into breakthrough and you want to experience breakthrough in your life, you got to find out wherever Jesus is and you've got to get there. I want to tell you, Jesus is in the Word of God. Jesus is in prayer time. Jesus is in getting to church on Sunday. Jesus is in getting to divine women. Jesus is in getting to men's. Jesus is in getting to a small group. Jesus is in getting in the presence of God and seeking that God encounter wherever He is. You've got to make a decision. If you want to walk in breakthrough, you've got to get to wherever He is. As great as TV is, I want to tell you, Jesus is not in TV. Unless you're watching TBN and then I promise you He's there or Daystar or something. But come on, it's, it's not, we can watch and I'm not playing that. You know, I think TV's great. I think it's awesome. But what I'm telling you is you've got to recognise what season you're in and make a decision. Do I want to be someone that step into breakthrough or do I want to be someone that just watch breakthrough go past me? I want to tell you, I love playing golf. I think it's awesome, but Jesus is not on the golf course. There's going to be times where you go and have fun. There's going to be times where you, you know, I love going to the beach. I love hanging out. I'm not saying these things are bad. I'm not saying, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you there, Jeff. He loves golf. But what I'm saying is, what I'm talking about is recognising what season you're in. Recognising I'm in a season right now where I need a breakthrough. I'm in a season right now where I need to break through something in my life that's trying to hold me back. And I want to tell you, when you're in that season, you need to get a Jesus radar going on in your heart that starts to suss out and, and work out where is Jesus? I got to get there. Despite what everyone else is doing, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to find out wherever He is and I'm going to get there and I'm going to get there on a daily basis. Because if you can get to where Jesus is, there's a breakthrough for you. And I want to tell you something like this is not popular. It's not popular to preach about. We don't like hearing it. We like sermons that, that talk about just, just come along to a service and God will just show up and just do something in your life. And that can happen and that can be powerful. But I'm talking about those seasons. There are these seasons that we, that we get to in our life where if we want to step into what God has for us, we've got to give it everything that we've got. You've got to make that decision. You know what? Where is Jesus in this? The thing about this story is as well, is, is they were familiar with Jesus. They knew Him, they'd known His ministry. See, sometimes we got to understand, sometimes God will show up in, in somewhere with the, in, a, in a verse that we're familiar in. It'll show up in a song that we're familiar with. It'll show up, we cannot get so familiar with it that we don't recognise the power that's behind it. Daily reading the Word of God, daily getting in the Word, daily seeking God's face, daily being in prayer. I want to tell you, if you want to step into a breakthrough in your life, if you want to be someone that walk in breakthrough constantly, you've got to learn to read and learn to work out and, and work out where is Jesus. They made a decision. You know what? We got a breakthrough that we need. They made a decision. We're going to get, we're going to move from where we are to where He is. And there's a great story in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 1 verse 8. 
And it's the story of Hannah and Hannah wanted a breakthrough. If you know the story and you might maybe heard it preached on before, but in the story, Hannah was believing um, for a child. She was barren and she was praying, believing for a child. And it was something that was stirring in her. It was something that she was passionate about. It wasn't happening and, and she was upset. And it says here then, Elkanah, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? So Hannah, look at this. Hannah arose after they'd finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. What's happening in this story is everyone's hanging around. Everyone's eating food. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's having a good time. But then it says in the middle of the story, it says when they ask Hannah about her need, when they ask Hannah about her issue, it says she gets up from where she is and she makes a decision. In this story, she makes a decision. I'm not going to stay here where everyone else is right now. I'm in a season where I need a breakthrough. So I'm leaving where I am right now. And in this story, she goes to where the tabernacle is, which is where the priest saw her when she was praying. And it says, if you know the story, she was praying so passionately, the priest actually thought she was drunk. But the point is, she left where she was to make, because she made a decision. I recognise that I'm in a season right now where there's a breakthrough in front of me. So everyone else, you can do what you want to do right now and that's fine and that's good. But I'm going to be someone that step into this breakthrough. So I'm leaving where I am and I'm going to where Jesus is and I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to seek the face of God and say, God, would you give me my breakthrough? You've got to be someone that learned you've got to read your season. You've got to know where you are. I remember going through seasons in my life. I remember going through that season of singleness. And you've heard me talk about it before. And, and people, you know, look, and I've got a beautiful wife now and we're expecting our first baby. And it's, it's a miracle what God has done. And people look at, look at us now and, and people think it's the pretty picture. It's, it's everything's perfect. It's everything's great. But I think, man, people didn't see the, the seasons of seeking God. Ten years of singleness in ministry. I'm one of four, all four of, all three of my siblings married with kids, and and you're the one that's single. I'm, I'm, I was 32 and still single, trying to trying to see God, believing for a breakthrough. And and like I said, people look at us now and think, well, it's all good and good and great for them. Look, it's it's the happy couple and they're having a baby, and everything seems to just happen for them. And I hear people say things like that and I think, man, you didn't see the years of seeking God for a breakthrough. You didn't see the years where I said, you know what, everyone else, you can do what you wanna do, but I'm gonna get away with God and I'm gonna seek God and say, God, I believe you got a miracle for me. I believe you got a breakthrough for me. You gotta know what season you're in. And if you're in a season of breakthrough, you gotta take it and ask yourself, Jesus, where are you? Because I'm going to where you are and I'm gonna rip a breakthrough out of heaven for my life for this season right now. I remember going through these challenges. I remember, you know, we're in a, in a church and, and I was a youth pastor and and I remember everyone having, you know, having fun and stuff. And I remember New Year's Eve. I remember one New Year's Eve. 
And, you know, we all got together. There was a, someone had a big house and we thought we're going to get have a New Year's Eve party. And so all of the youth and all of the young adults are there and, and everyone's having fun. It's just an awesome time. And, and, and I was there and, and people are just hanging out. It's, it's, it's probably, you know, 11 o'clock coming to, to you know, the, the 12 o'clock big celebration. And everyone's having fun. It's all clean fun. It's all cool. It's all good. And as I'm just walking around, I'm just talking to people and hanging out. I feel it's almost like I felt the Holy Spirit just sort of tap me on the shoulder. And I felt like God, and I felt like God draw me and say, listen, I want you to pray. And I'm, and I'm thinking, how am I going to pray? And I felt, I, I actually felt, I didn't, I, I didn't do this every year. It wasn't something that I'd done before, but I felt like God said, I want you to get away. And I remember I got in my car, it must have been 11 o'clock. I remember I got in my car by myself. Everyone else is having fun and everyone else is celebrating the new year and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's awesome and I think that's great. But I felt like God speaking to me in that moment and I'll never forget it. I remember I, 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 I drove out in the car and I found an empty parking lot on top of an old shopping mall that was overlooking the city. And God spoke to me and said, will you pray and will you believe for your breakthrough? God spoke to me and said, will you pray as the new year comes in and will you believe that God could save a city? Will you pray and will you believe that your breakthrough's coming? Will you seek me while everyone else is enjoying the festivities of, of seeing in the new year? And again, I think that's awesome. I'm not saying that's bad, but the point I'm making is sometimes you've got to hear the voice of God drawing you to a place that's different to where everyone else is. And I want to tell you, if you learn to obey the voice of God, you will experience a breakthrough in your life. I'm walking in the miracle now of a breakthrough that I had to believe for years ago when I learned to just read, where is Jesus? What's He saying? What's God saying to you? What's God drawing you to? I wanna talk to some of our young people. You're gonna have moments where God's gonna speak to you and you'll hear the voice of God. And at times it's not gonna make sense. At times you'll think, man, well, why, why? Everyone else is doing this. Everyone else is doing that. And I'm not even talking about things that are necessarily wrong. But breakthrough is not the difference between being good and bad. It's the difference between being good and great. And you've got greatness on your life. And if you want to walk in everything God has for you, sometimes you've got to pull away from even some good people and say, I'm going to get on my knees before God and seek the face of God and say, God, will you give me my breakthrough? Will you break off what's trying to hold me back off my life? Will you step me into the call of God that you have for me? Get this in your heart. Get, get in the practice of getting to where Jesus is. Get to where Jesus is, even in your workplace, even in your, in your, in your day-to-day life. I, I, I try to get in the practice of this. Sometimes, you know, going through things and, and working through and sometimes you just be working away and then you'll sort of hear God sort of draw on you. You'll hear the Holy Spirit pull on you. I want to tell you, I want to tell you, you need to respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you can get a few minutes away, it's powerful. If you can get a minute or two away from the office or away from the desk. And, you know, sometimes I'll just take some headphones and just do a lap around the block. Just because I want to get to where Jesus is. I want to get in that place of His presence. There's breakthrough in the presence of God. 
and you practice this, you start to become, breakthrough becomes not something that just happens every now and then. It becomes a part of who you are. You become a person of breakthrough. You start to build it into your, your, your who you are. You start to walk in and it starts to become a part of you. Nothing can hold you back. Nothing can stop you down because you've learned, nothing can hold you down because you've learned to just get to where Jesus is. That's what these men said. They said, you know what? The word went out. You know what? Jesus is going to be at the house. We're rolling. This is where we're going. So they start marching there and then they pick up the dude on the way and they get there. They get excited. They get pumped up. They're like, we're going to Jesus. Charging up. You know, they're walking along. A couple of selfies on the way. Hashtag headed to Jesus. It's all happening. They're carrying the dude. They're, they're carrying the sick guy. You know what I mean? He's pumped. He's like, come on, it's all going to be good. They get all pumped up. They get excited. They check the address. Where's his house at? See if you crowd, a crowd walk in. They sort of follow the crowd and then they get there. They say, I'm going to where Jesus is. I'm pumped up. This is going to be awesome. Jesus is going to be there. It's going to blow up. This is going to be a part. This is going to be crazy. He's going to do. Hang on a sec. They get there and they can't even get in. There's no room inside. It says that there's people even all around the door. It's, there's a. It wasn't, what I'm saying is what they, they, they said they're going to where Jesus is, but when they got there, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. How many times do we get stirred up? Like what I've just been talking about, about praying, about seeking God, about going for a breakthrough. But then when we, when we get there, doesn't, it's not what we thought it was going to be. You're praying for a spouse, but it didn't happen the moment you started praying. You're believing for God to bless your business. You need a breakthrough in your business. So you got to where Jesus is. But when you got there, it looks like a different picture. I thought as soon as I would start to pray, something would happen straight away. You're believing for marriage to be restored. You're believing for, for unity to come back into your homes. You say, okay, I'm going to get to, I'm going to where Jesus is. I'm believing for my breakthrough. We're on our way, but now we're here and it looks different to what I thought it was going to look like. I thought Jesus would be out the front ready to welcome us with open arms. I thought, I thought we'd get a front row seat to the Jesus show. I thought, you know, I thought it would be nice. I thought it would be, See, sometimes what happens is God will position your breakthrough behind some obstacles. Sometimes when you ask and you come to God in prayer, you want an answer and He gives you a promise instead. When we had the other week, we had Easter last week and we had the kids outside in the grass. We had an Easter egg hunt, Easter egg, you know, extravaganza thing going on. So the, the kids guys got together and Pastor Shelley and the team and they made all these little, you know, different, they made like a little house thing, a little mushroom things, a little, you know, out of little toys. And they set up all of these different obstacles on the grass. And then they got thousands of Easter eggs, little chocolate Easter eggs. And what they did was they went, the team went before the kids got there and they put all of the little eggs and they hid them under bits of grass and they tucked them in behind the different obstacles to set it up for the kids to find. And then the kids come down and all the parents came down and maybe some of you were there and the parents come and they, the parents all stand along the side and they watch the little kids run through and try and find all of the little eggs. 
See, it's a picture really of how God operates. See, God doesn't hide things from you. He hides things for you. And what he does is, see, could you imagine? It's not like when the kids' workers didn't go out there before the kids got here with shovels and dig huge big holes in the grass and bury the eggs in the bottom of the hole and then pack it full of dirt and say to the kids, off you go, try and find it. The same way your breakthrough is not at the bottom of a hole that is impossible for you to get to. But what God has done is sometimes He positions it not away from you, but He positions it for you. And He loves to just stand and just watch you seek Him. He loves to watch you pray and draw closer to Him. He loves to watch you fast and believe and He's so proud of you. And He gathers the angels and says, look at her believing. Look at her praying. Look at Him getting up early. Look at Him pressing in. I'm so proud of her. She's about to get a hold of her breakthrough. You're learning something greater in the process of finding than you realise. But what happens is we, we almost get, we get so consumed with the obstacle that we miss the promise that's on the other side. You watch those little kids down there. Those kids stand there. When they, and they say, you know, they, they, all the kids are standing there and then Pastor Shelley and whoever, and they'll say, ready, set, go. But these kids, they stand there, there's so much anticipation. Why? Because they know that there's eggs scattered through here. They're not standing there going, I can't believe there's a little house and I can't believe there's grass and I can't, why don't they just give us the eggs? Why do we do this? Why? This is not fair. I don't want to run through there. I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to have to look for them. I don't want, why can't we just have them? You see what I'm saying? What they're doing is they're coming with an anticipation. See, that's how you need to approach your breakthrough. And that's how you need to approach the promises of God for your life. You've got to stand up to the side and say, let me at it because I know there's some obstacles, but greater than that, I know there's a, there's a promise on the other side of that obstacle. Just let me at it. There's got to be an anticipation. See, faith will produce anticipation in your heart. Are you expecting God to do great things? Are you expecting your breakthrough to open up to you? Are you expecting to step into the promises of God for your life? You've got to start to let allow the time and the delay you're going through just to build a greater expectation. I remember I used to pray it when I was believing for a wife. I used to pray and I used to say, God, she's, this chick's about to be bombed because I waited for 10 years. Whenever the enemy would start to come into my mind and start to say it's not going to happen and start to say you'll always be single and start to say, I used to turn it on him and say, the longer I wait, the greater God has to work on her and prepare her for who she's meant to be in my life. God's working on, God's doing a work, God's setting it up. It's going to be awesome. God, I thank you for it. And you start to declare it and you start to speak it out. Because you've got to, you've got to know how to, when you want a breakthrough and you want to walk in breakthrough and be someone that step into breakthrough, you've got to be someone that know how to step through the obstacles. That's the second part and the second step to walking in breakthrough. The first is showing up and the second is stepping through. 
Step through those obstacles, step through those challenges. Too often we stand back and we just talk about how big the challenge is. Our breakthroughs start when we refuse to be amazed at the size of our problem. Your breakthroughs start when you refuse to be amazed at the size of your problem. It's making a decision. You know what? I'm going to walk in breakthrough. I'm going to step into it. That's what these men start when they get to the house. This is what these men start doing. It's, it's almost like they just get to the house and they're like, well, we'll go up on the roof then. Listen to these, these dudes. Like, I mean, these guys are crazy. Think of the poor paralyzed dude laying on a bed. He'd be like, say what? up on the roof what are you bananas are you serious I can't even walk these four guys like no no bro it's all right we got you we'll carry you up there tie a rope around you and then drop you down through the roof it's gonna be awesome (laughs) they got this they got this this anticipation they got this excitement they got this you know and so they start dragging this dude up the roof They get to the roof and they start ripping it off. You see how they were not going to allow their obstacle to hold them back. There's more happening in the delay time than you realise. There's more happening. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard, but there's more going on than you realise. You're worrying about, you want an answer. God has a big picture in mind. It's not just about you. It's not just about you receiving what God has for you. It's about God growing you, growing your faith. There's more happening in the delay time than you realise. Don't be discouraged. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Your breakthrough's coming. Don't let the enemy get in your face. Don't let him tell you that it's not there. Don't let the obstacles scream at you. You've got to yell at them and you've got to declare faith over them. I want to tell you your breakthrough is coming because we serve a God of breakthrough and God is setting you up to step into everything that He has for you. Your delay time is not wasted time. It's not wasted time. I look back now, it's so crazy because it's, I look back now and I know I keep talking about singleness, but it's the, it's the analogy I want to draw from but, or the example I want to show, uh, show you. But I look back at that time now and I remember the attacks of the enemy in my thinking were so great. Because I remember thinking, God, I mean, it's it's been 10 years. It's been, you know, and and I didn't, you know, I didn't date for 10 years. I I wasn't a date. I made a decision. I'm not going to date anyone. The next woman I date, I'm going to marry. You know, and I'm not saying it's bad to date, but I'm saying I do think there's a problem if you go from one date to the next, to the next, to the next. And so what I did was I made a decision, you know what, the next woman I date, I'm going to marry. So I'm like, God, you got to speak to me. But during that time, during those 10 years, it was, there's so many lies from the enemy and so much stuff going on in your mind. But now that I'm on the other side of it and I look back and I'm like, my gosh, God had me the whole time. And those 10 years of me praying, those 10 years of me seeking God, I learnt through that time what it was to seek God in the face of obstacles. Now as a husband, I learnt, I don't have to learn now as a husband 
how to see God and how to trust in God because I learned how to do that as a single man. And now as a husband, I can get up and I can go for my wife and I can cover my home and I can see God for my home. But I learned to do it in the so-called delay time while I was waiting for my breakthrough. God is doing something in your delay time. God's doing something in this season. I've talked about this before, but God does everything in seasons. Creation was seasonal and one season needs the, the, the one season needs the season before it to happen fully for the following season to happen. And so many people miss what God is trying to do in your life in the season you're in because you're too busy trying to crave the next season. Where has He got you? Where has He put you? Make the most of where He's put you. Seek God for where you are right now. Step through those obstacles. It says they kept pushing through because I love this wording. It jumped out at me. It says because they wanted, the wording is because they wanted to be near. They wanted to be near. It showed their understanding of how much power there was in His presence, of how much power there was in being near. They weren't satisfied with staying away. Listen, they weren't satisfied with just a little bit. They weren't satisfied with just a, just, just a little bit. Well, we tried. I mean, these guys could have very easily left and said, sorry, bro. I mean, we tried, but they recognised the power that there was in being near. And they said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to get there. We're going to get near Him. We're going to get close to Him. This is the ultimately what God wants from us is He wants us to be near. He wants us to be people that would draw near to Him, draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. The last thing is, as the keys can come, and I'm going to begin to wrap this up. The very last thing, the first, the first step, to break through showing up, you've got to show up. The second step is you've got to step through. The third thing is what happens is when they get, they get up onto the roof and they start to rip the roof off. And what they do is they get the guy on the mat and they tie a rope around the mat. And once they've made the hole in the roof, they tie a rope around the mat and then they begin to lower, lower him down using the rope. And what they do is once they've attached him to the rope, they get the rope and little bit by little bit, they lower the rope down. They lower their issue, if you like, down to their breakthrough but watch what they have to do. Every single time they lower it, you've got to let go. Every single time you lower it, you've got to let go. And every single time you let it go, it gets closer to its breakthrough. 
But it's a picture of how we operate so often as people. We're like, God, I, God, I need the business to be blessed. God, I need the God, I need you to pour out. God, I'm freaking out. If you don't bless the business, we're gonna get bankruptcy. And, and if you don't bless us, we're not gonna have bills to pay. And, and I'm freaking out. And you know what God's saying? But God, I'm single. I, I what's gonna happen? I'm getting older and, and I want to have a family and, and I don't know how you're gonna work it out and I'm freaking out and I believe that you can do it, but I just don't know when and just But God, I got this diagnosis and it's real. And I know a friend that passed away because of a similar diagnosis. And the doctor said it getting worse and, and I'm freaking out and I don't know. And every time you let it go, it gets closer to its miracle. See, we got to let go to let God. But what happens so often is we want, we want God to move and we come to God, but it's with a, a fear-filled desperation. Fear-fueled desperation. Where we're praying and we're saying, God, I need you to move. God, I need you to move. God, I need a miracle. God, I need you to move. God, would you touch me? God, would you? What's fueling that desperation so often is fear. And fear holds on. God, I need you to move. God, you see what's happening? Why are we praying like that? Why is there that desperation? Not that desperation's bad, but it can be bad if it's fueled by fear. Fear holds on, but faith lets go. And faith says, you know what, God? The business is yours anyway. So I'm gonna let it go and you do whatever you wanna do with it, I trust you. You know what, God, my future is yours anyway. So if you've got a spouse for me, you do. If you don't, you don't, but I trust you. God, my health is yours. God, my life is yours. God, my marriage is yours. I give it to you. I let it go and I trust in you. The third step to a breakthrough is learning to let go telling you it'll shift in your life when you just let go and you let go of the fear and you say you know what I'm not denying that there's an issue and I'm not talking about that I'm not talking about pretending like there's not a problem but I am saying sometimes in your heart and your spirit you got to say you know what I'm done takes faith to say I'm done takes faith to say, you know what, God, it's, it's yours. When I was a kid, I used to love climbing trees as a little kid. I remember climbing trees sometimes. And I remember one time climbing a tree and, and I got to a point where I was sort of stuck in the tree and I called out to my older sister. She ran and got my dad. My dad comes running out and I'm yelling and screaming, saying, help, help. My dad comes up to where I am and what he did was he stood under where I was holding. I was holding onto a branch and he stood under where I was and he lifts his hands up to where I was and he puts his hands just under, just where, where he, could just, he could just reach the bottom of my feet 
And he said this to me. He said, Ben, let go. And I've got you. But when you're hanging on, you know, it's the last, it's not what you want to do. You know, you don't want to let go. So I'm holding on and I'm saying, Dad, 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 help, help, help. And he says, Ben, let go. I got you. Now, my dad had the ability in that situation to hold me, but his power was limited as long as I was holding on. And this is how we are with God sometimes. We're holding on, holding on, saying, God, help, God, help, God, help. God, move, God, move. I need you, I need you. And you know what God says? He says, you know what? Let go. I got you. And you limit God being able to move in your life because you're holding on to other things and you're holding on to fear of what will happen and you're holding on of what it's going to look like or how it's going to work out. And I want to tell you, for you to walk into the fullness of the breakthrough that God has for you, it's time for you to let go and say, you know what, God, I trust You with everything that I am and I give everything to You. And I want to tell you, you will trigger and release a breakthrough in your life. And that's what God has for you because He is the God of breakthroughs. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.